Party time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. We're in the Mothership Studio 22, driving into the nether regions of all things insanity. And of course, at the helm, the puppet master Mark. He's the perfectionist who is steering this weird ship. And of course, Super Chris Cruz and Let's Love Brandon at the helm with him. Uh, we're going to get into it today. Crazy stuff is going on in Texas. Everybody, you know, we went through the primary elections and everybody was kind of up in arms thinking that. Well, you know, we tried some grassroots conservative campaigns that were out there and it just didn't work. So when we've got what we've got and we better just tuck our tails and put our heads under the, you know, in the sand and sweep all the debris under the rug and let things go on with business as usual. Well, that's not going to fly, folks, because if we continue to let the tyrants run this thing, we're all going to be in big, big trouble. So I want to welcome back to the program my friend Jeremy Story. As you know, Jeremy's been on the program a couple of times before as well as uh uh our other friend and, and somebody that's involved in this situation with him dustin clark dustin couldn't make it but jeremy how you doing today you doing good buddy i'm doing okay yeah a little my voice is a little hoarse today but i'm doing well all right well we'll uh we'll, we'll try to keep you brief on this thing but you guys of course you, you came in you spoke at the round rock school board uh this was last year you 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 kind of showcase some things that were there that needed to be pointed out in the in the school board and boom next thing you know they're putting handcuffs on you on a certain friday night and taking you guys to jail give us real real quick a recap of that episode and then we'll get into what's going on now yeah uh, i mean basically they didn't like that we were exposing them for illegal activity um they were covering up uh, some uh, alleged assault by the superintendent he was trying to force uh, a, a girl that was not his wife who he was in a relationship with who uh, forced her to have an abortion uh there were allegations of immigration law violation there were allegations still are uh, his record has been flagged at the TEA. He's being investigated by the Travis County DA uh, or Travis County Sheriff's Office and TEA. And so we were just exposing that. And at the time, five members out of the seven-member board didn't want to hear it. And so when I brought it to them, they declared it non-germane mm. and literally had officers drag me out of the room. Later, they uh, did similar things to Dustin when he tried to uh, – vocalize that they were illegally increasing taxes for the second time in the same year without posting it on the agenda while simultaneously, and I kid you not, um, holding people outside the boardroom with police officers, mm. uh, putting them in the doorways. And so when he doesn't objected to that and said, hey, this is illegal, they also carried him out of the room in a, in a ladder meeting. Um, and then when that wasn't enough, they decided that the two board members that were trying to expose their malfeasance, they decided they would censure those two board members, and that went to court and didn't end up happening. And as a result, now they're circling back around this last week to try to censure the other two board members again. Mm. Um, you could not write this. It almost sounds like a fictional book, but it is true. This is Round Rock, Texas. This isn't Sacramento, California. This That's isn't right. Albany, New York. This is Round Rock, Texas. This this is we're Texas. A, we're a suburb of Austin. And, and so yeah. you guys are now kind of back into this crazy stuff that's going on. You've now filed a federal lawsuit. What is that's the correct. lawsuit and why did you file it? The lawsuit is a uh, uh, First Amendment, uh, Fourth Amendment violations, equal protection, freedom of speech, right to redress the government. 
the issue is that, you know, basically Justin and I were arrested at our homes, my case, 30 days after the supposed incident. Now, I didn't do anything. I literally was just speaking on the public comment stand peacefully, and they drugged me off. There was no yelling, no screaming, no nothing, no threatening. But then 30 days later, after I filed a legal grievance, not a lawsuit at the time, but just a grievance against the district, the next day they show up at my school, at my home. And uh, in actuality, I'd filed the grievance way earlier than that, but they acknowledged it the day before, saying that uh, the 15 days prior that I'd filed it had gone to their spam filter. So when mm -hmm. nothing would work to make me be quiet, they decided they would put me and Dustin in jail. Uh, and so we decided that we would sue them uh, because it's not just about us. Um, if governmental entities or school boards are allowed to silence uh, community members who show up to speak by putting them in jail just because they don't like what they had to say. And if they're allowed to sort of mask that and all these other things that they're doing, uh, in this case, literally uh, suspending and then reinstating someone who has an active in police investigation into him, um, then, then we're in trouble in America because your basic First Amendment right is the ability to speak freely. And alongside it is the right to uh, redress your government without fear of reprisal. And when you – if those two things are gone, then all, all the other rights fail uh, overall, which is why our founders put it as the First Amendment. Same thing with the freedom of religion, which was put into the uh, free exercise of religion in the First Amendment because they saw those rights, freedom of speech and religion, as what uh, were the foundations of all the rest. And so, yeah, we filed suit against them. We realized it's not just about us. But it's really about all the parents in our district that are silenced from coming to board meetings that are afraid to come. Teachers, parents, and others who have told us, we don't want to happen to us what happened to you. Uh, literally, as if the board had not learned that lesson, last week on Thursday, they tried again, again, to silence Dustin Clark as he spoke. In the middle of his speech, they stopped him and told him that what he was about to say was non-germane or what he was saying. Um, and so they tried to stop him. And unfortunately, this time there was such an uproar of the community members and other board members that they continued to allow him to speak. But they're still doing these sorts of uh, freedom of speech violations just as recently as last week. And I mean, this is something as benign as showing up to a school board meeting and talking about issues at hand as well as things that the public needs to know about. Like, for instance, if school board president's trying to force a, a former mistress, girlfriend, whatever she was, to have an abortion, it stands to reason that the general public in, in Round Rock, Texas, should know this about their school board president. But these yeah. school board presidents actually have, and this is crazy to me, they actually have law enforcement at their disposal to be used in situations like this? That's correct. And, and of course, in our case, it wasn't the board president that had that had done that. It was the superintendent. The superintendent. Yeah, OK, I stand corrected on that. The superintendent the board president was actually working with other board members to cover this up because they had had a role, we believe, in catalyzing the aggression against this woman uh, because the woman originally went to the school board mm. privately via email and the school board ignored her and instead told the superintendent that this woman was basically saying she felt threatened. And so he then uh, – that very next thing he did is he goes over to her house and aggresses against her mm. according to her and according to the evidence that we've seen. And so, uh, you know, yes, in, in Texas, the superintendents uh, have the option. The school districts can have a, their own police force that reports directly to them. 
And we're seeing this. We saw this in McKinney just a few weeks ago where parents were ushered out of a boardroom and they literally took everyone who had one color T-shirt that they didn't agree with um, while allowing people of a different color T-shirt who, who had espoused viewpoints that they did agree with to stay in the room. They made the other color T-shirt leave. Uh, a whole bunch of parents. We saw in Eanes ISD a few months before that a woman literally arrested um, uh, for being in the school board meeting. We're seeing police, these district police offering random criminal trespasses for no real reason other than just, you know, disagreeing with the board. Uh, this is, uh, is, is the opposite of an American constitutional republic. So do you think this is they don't want that truth exposed or is this a bigger agenda where they just want to silence parents and citizens altogether and run this thing in a tyrannical way with no sense of accountability? What do you think the agenda is here? You know, I long since gave up trying to guess the motives of these individual five board members. I do know that they keep doubling down, um, you know, when they wouldn't listen to my four or five emails uh, and told me they weren't going to do anything uh, about the superintendent and allegations against him. Then they also used press releases to lie about us, to say that we were causing uh, disruptions, which we were not. They were causing. They put us in jail. They have um, tried to censure other board members. There's $16 million that was spent in our district that was not approved by the board, that, that, that was called out by their accountant. They have an F rating with the state financially. 5,500 students out of our district have fled the district in the last year or so, and it's resulted in a $30 million deficit. They actually worked to hire the superintendent. Uh, a couple of them conspired ahead to, to give the superintendent advantage when they were hiring him over the other candidates. These sorts of things we just can't get away with. Um, they're, they're not uh, – you know, this is not how you run a school district. It's affecting the bottom line, which are teachers and students. Yeah, And so – uh, yeah, I believe it's very difficult to guess their motives because every time I think, well, surely they'll understand. Surely they'll stop. Mm. They don't. Recently as last week, they let someone just go off the handle going after everybody who had a conservative viewpoint. But when, say, Dustin stood up to speak and to share how they had allowed a woman to be basically – and were ignoring another woman who had got assaulted in the hall by one of these people, um, that he basically – when he began to share that, they basically try to shut them down. Yeah. So I don't think that they're learning their lesson. And uh, I do believe that there are larger motives because there's so much money that pumps through these school districts mm. and there's so little oversight that a lot of times counties and, and local businesses and things in essence use these things as piggy banks uh, through different types of contracting and bond payments and things. You know, I, I've known you for a while now. Yeah, we've spent time together. We've done events together. You know, you've, you've done this show. You've been in studio. We've, we've spent time together. You're not an angry individual, Jeremy. Like, you're not, a, no. you're, you're not mean mugging or thugging, right? You're, you're not out there. You know, you're not in a gang. You're not ready to burn down the community. You're not out there throwing your weight around. You're not some uh, multimillionaire, even billionaire that's trying to control the narrative. You, you're a concerned citizen. You're a parent. You're somebody who saw something that they didn't like that needed to be exposed. You went in. You did uh, what any red-blooded American who has a patriotic bone in their body should do, and that is you went in and you spoke in a public governmental forum. But this is the this is the America we're living in, and unfortunately, this is the Texas we're living in. You know, when Merrick Garland, yes. you know, the you know the Attorney General can say that parents are domestic terrorists. 
Have you gotten feedback from the Attorney General in Texas? Have you gotten feedback from Ken Paxton? I mean, can you speak on any of those things? Is, is there support well, there know, on that? They, they brought criminal tra- charges against us. And basically what has happened is in our local area, the county attorney, the, um, the Texas Rangers, the sheriff, uh, they've all declined to investigate. And as a result, it has been passed on to the attorney general, the criminal charges that were, quote, brought against us. But the attorney general is saying that he's going to investigate the whole district mm. uh, because he's received so many complaints. And so Dustin and I believe that we're going to be exonerated and the school district is going to be exposed. I mean, this is how bad it has gotten in our district. And I believe that this is not isolated, that there are other places where these sorts of things are happening. Our district, you know, the TEA encouraged our district to suspend the superintendent temporarily to investigate because of all this. They then uh, suspended him, pushed off a bunch of board meetings over and over again, and then finally abruptly reinstated him. Uh, And they reinstated him by reading a letter from, quote, a lawyer that they didn't identify. It turns out that this lawyer, in the letter, what they read was that the lawyer said there was no, uh, you know, ongoing investigation, nothing to see here into Superintendent Hafed Aziz, and so therefore you should reinstate him. And they read this and they said, okay, we're going to reinstate him. And they, well, let's reinstate him tomorrow morning. But what they failed to tell everyone was that that lawyer was Hafed Aziz's own lawyer. Mm. So they actually read his own lawyer's defense of him and then said, well, he must be innocent. But what we found out since then is that the TEA, the Travis County Sheriff, the Travis County District Attorney, all all say in writing that the investigation is continuing, that mm. there still is an investigation. So literally, they lied to the public um, and maybe even collaborated with the superintendent to lie to the public to bring him back on as our superintendent. Well, if people do a search of Jeremy's story in Round Rock, Texas, they're going to be able to follow up with this story and continue to watch it. But I want people to get involved now. Is there a way for people to support you? I know legal fees aren't aren't cheap and they aren't free. So is there a way people can support you now? Sure. Sorry I'm so hoarse today. My voice is a little bit gone. Uh, It's riseforstudents.org, R-I-S-E-F-O-R, students.org. And you can give to the legal battle there. It's completely a nonprofit. We don't receive any of the dollars for it. And your donations are tax exempt. And we're fighting not just for us. The reason we're fighting is because of how this affects parents throughout our district and our whole state. Because, and even the nation, because if we allow a precedent to be set, this says that your average school board can just silence parents they disagree with, mm-hmm. can put them in jail, then this is a type of precedent that will ruin education across our state. Yeah. And, and what, unfortunately, we're seeing it kind of blossom in other areas. But on the other side of things, because we have taken a stand, other parents are beginning to take a stand too. And in McKinney, they recently filed suit against their board for doing very similar things to silence parents. So we're standing with everyone else, and we hope that you stand with us by you know, giving, uh, making a donation at riseforstudents.org. It goes entirely to our legal fund to continue fighting this. Uh, it is going to be a federal case, and we'll be taking further legal action beyond this one to ensure that a precedent is set, uh, that this thing, something like this never happens again to parents in our state. Okay. Well, Jeremy, thanks for coming on, buddy. We'll catch up soon. We'll see how things are going, man. Riseforstudents.org. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank you for your show, and thanks for all that you do, Chad. Appreciate you a lot. You bet. Take care, man. Hey, right now, court packing is a real danger to our democracy. Make no mistake, court packing is a coup. 
and the usual suspects, Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, they're working overtime on new radical plans to pack the Supreme Court. Look, if we don't stop them from installing four more justices so they can rig the system in their favor, it's going to be catastrophic for our court, our country, our way of life. We can't let that happen. Not on our watch. That's why we need you to join us. We're gathering a coalition of one million patriots to say no to court packing, no to the liberal agenda, no to the Supreme Court coup. Franklin Graham, former U.S. Attorney uh, General Ed Meese, Dr. James Dobson, the Family Policy Alliance, the Heritage Foundation, over 400,000 people like you are all on board. Please sign your name now. Go to Supreme Court coup. That's C-O-U-P, Supreme Court, I'm sorry, Supreme Coup. Let me get that right. Dot com to sign First Liberty's letter. That's SupremeCoup.com. Go there, sign it. God bless America. Be right back. All right, welcome back. You know, you got to be sick of it at this point. Um, there's, It's just one thing after another, right? And God forbid... Anybody speak up about any of these things? You know, again, we're, we've become this culture where everybody's got to choose sides, right? And they got to start nitpicking, you know, something about somebody's life and, and start choosing, oh, well, you know, the Jeremy story, Jeremy and Dustin, maybe they were wrong in this thing or, or maybe the school board was wrong and whatever. La, 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 And I'm not saying I'm hearing any of that. I haven't. But I just I, I know how people react to stories like that. You won't say, well, what these guys do wrong to the school board? Well, as far as I know, nothing. As far as I know, nothing. I, and I've looked at this case backwards and forward. I know where I was. I was actually on the interstate uh, driving my truck at uh, 1030 at night whenever my phone started blowing up because I was getting reports from friends around the state about them being arrested in their homes, you know, on a typical Friday football night in Texas. Um, and so I, I've watched this story unfold. I'm just telling you there is an assault on the part of bureaucratic tyranny whether it is big government on the federal or state level whether it is educational tyranny with these school boards whether whether it is the city councils uh that are going against governor's orders and making their people in their community stay masked up we've seen that happen whether it is these mandates that are being enforced i've seen people sitting in school board meetings or city council meetings getting escorted out by law enforcement because they didn't they refused to wear a mask while they were seated We've seen videos of this. These are just things we're talking about in Texas. You know, this medical tyranny, educational tyranny, the judicial tyranny, all of this nonsense, the fact that everything has to be solved with lawsuits like this is absolutely asinine at this point in time. But this is where we've become. This is where we've come to, folks. So I want to encourage you. Help them as you see fit. Help just uh, Jeremy and Dustin. Help them do this. Um, it, it, We've got to hold these folks accountable. They, they've become to a point. They've come to a point where they're untouchable. They say what they want to say. They do what they want to do. They've got law enforcement at their own behest and disposal to do with you whatever they want to do. And they're going to, you know, to try to destroy your reputation. And, and it consumes your life, folks. But we're all in this thing together. And what Jeremy said is absolutely right. What he said is absolutely right. It's not for them. It's, this is not a thing for them. They're doing this for you as well. So um, Chris sent me this over the break. Boy, this is always fun. Uh, because, again, I, I, 
I'm going to talk about this book in overtime this week right here, this uh, Too Bright to See. We're going to have a little storybook time for our little 20-minute segment with uh, in overtime. It's a children's book. This is in the state of Texas. This was on display. This was a this was a, a, a should-read book that was on display at the public library in Willis, Texas. And when I heard about the contents of it, I said, there's no way this is truly being perpetrated and perpetuated out there in the public in one of the most conservative counties in the state of Texas, Montgomery County, Texas, a place where I spend a large amount of my time right down there with the good folks in Montgomery County. There's no way they're pushing this book. So you know what I did, Chris? I jumped on and I ordered two of them. I ordered two of them. I said, I hate to support this author, but I ordered one for myself and somebody else that's an influencer that I knew could get the word out. And I said, so, you know, I read this book. I read pretty fast. I read this book over 30 minutes. I read the entire book in 30 minutes. And uh, I dog-eared it for you because I thought there's no way this book says what my friend Sarah Rainey, who brought it before their school board and their city council, said there's no way that book says the things that you're saying it says. It does. Over time, we're going to expose it to you. Because that's where I want to do it. You know why, You know why, Chris? Because if I do this thing on our show, they're going to shut us down. That, this is, this is, people say, why won't you just do it right here on the show? Why don't you do it right here on the show? I'm telling you guys, you got to support independent broadcasting. you got to get behind the paywall, whatever you want to call it. you got to subscribe to Blaze. That's where we can't be censored. What I'm going to share on the overtime, they would censor it on this show. If we put it on YouTube, it, they wouldn't fly. They wouldn't fly. So we've got to do it behind the paywall. That's the world we're living in, folks. We've got to support each other, whether it's Jeremy and his lawsuits and the various other things that are going on. Uh, issues like Blaze TV, where we can put out independent broadcasting. You say, well, it's yeah, and again, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad and save. We're trying to give you a little bit of a discount to do it. But even if you spend, what is it, nine bucks a month for Blaze TV? Come on. Come on, I think everybody's got 100 bucks that they can scrape up out there. I know times are hard. I mean, you're about to have gas that's going to be $10 a gallon. Diesel going to be $10 a gallon. Gas going to be $6 a gallon. This summer, it's coming. Uh, so let's, let's, again, here's what you need to do. <laughs> if it's going to come down, I'm going to get to the story you sent me in a minute, Chris. But here's what it's going to come down to. You better make sure you got some My Patriot Supply food stuck back. You better have some cash reserved. It probably wouldn't ha- hurt to have a little whiskey on hand, some 22 bullets to barter with. It wouldn't hurt to have some, some emergency supplies that are out there. I- I'm just saying, and, and I'll tell you, as long as the power's on and we can get in this building, we're going to be broadcasting. And the thing is, they can't censor us. We're going to keep putting it out there, and we're going to keep sending it to you. Uh, I mean, they- they'd have to totally shut us down. It's a good place to get your information. I can't imagine a world without Glenn Beck. Or Chad Prather. But you think it's not happening? State Farm. How many of y'all use State Farm for your insurance needs? State Farm has partnered with a transgender advocacy group to indoctrinate five-year-olds. That's right. State Farm, uh, you know, they're the good, like a good neighbor. Yeah. Uh, they've asked hundreds of their employees to donate books promoting LGBTQ plus themes to children as young as five to local schools and public libraries, according to an email that's leaked by a whistleblower. 
Uh, they partnered with Gender Cool Project, an advocacy group for transgender youth, for a campaign, quote, to help diversity classroom, community center, and library bookshelves with a collection of books to help bring clarity and understanding to the national conversation about being transgender, inclusive, and non-binary. That's an employee email from January 18th of this year. Uh, it was obtained by Consumers uh, Research. The project's goal is to increase representation of LGBTQ plus books and support our communities in having challenging, important, uh, and empowering conversations with children age five plus. State Farm Corporate Responsibility Analyst Jose Soto wrote to their employers, employees. Sorry. So there you go. There you go. They ask employees to deliver a package of three books, a kid's book about being transgender, a kid's book about being non-binary, and a kid's book about being inclusive to schools and libraries in their area. Um, well, no, it's not happening. It's not happening on a bigger scale. Why not? Let's get corporate America. Let, let, I, I've been saying over and over again, when you want to add to the list of judicial, educational, medical, bureaucratic tyrannies, add corporate tyranny. Add corporate tyranny because they're going to keep controlling the narrative. They're going to make sure that you can't speak back against it. You can't say anything about it. There's another book they need to. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you won't believe. You won't believe the journey they they encourage in this book right here that I'm going to share with you in overtime. Pure insanity is what that is. And I, and look, I for one. I'm at a point now where I don't care what you call me. You know I don't care. I don't care how you try to deplatform me or cancel me or whatever. I, I don't give a rat's ass what you try to do to me because we're going to keep pushing on this thing. It is let – me, let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. If you are point, one of the point zero five percent that is born with a – a gender mutation, like you're a hermaphrodite. Okay, that that's a mutation. All right. Uh, if you are born a gender and then suddenly start claiming that you're another one, that is a mental dysphoria. That's a mental illness. If you're out there encouraging it, like State Farm or any of you other yahoos, that's you're a sociopath. Okay. Let's be real clear. You're not after inclusivity or equality or health or understanding. And trust me, you progressives and you lefty wacko lunatics, you don't give a rat's ass about a person who's dealing with a mental dysphoria. You don't care about them. You're using them to push your own narratives and agenda. So don't come barking up my tree and calling me the guy that that's, that's lacks understanding and I just don't love people. No, the fact that I do love these people and want them to get the proper help rather than you donating freaking books that encourages the psychosis. I think we know who has the problem here. When you're dealing with people who have gender dysphoria and their suicide rate is 52 to 54% and you're continuing to encourage it and then claim to be the people and party of love, it's always weird whenever I go into a rant like that about these issues and then I have to advertise Manscaped. <laughs> 
Talk about shaving your nether regions. Uh, well, you asked for it. They listen. The folks over at Manscaped just relaunched their ultra smooth package. Yeah, it's back. Your new favorite tool and compliment to the Lawnmower 4.0 to keep everything smooth and feeling the best down there. This specialized shaving kit is here to help keep you buff, protect, and shave your most sensitive areas. Hey, maybe. May not be a woman, but you can feel like one. It's time to get right to the roots with a special discount code just for you. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with their code PRATHER. It's hard to shave close to the skin without getting cuts and ingrown hairs in some places are hard to reach. But with Manscaped, four simple steps have you covered. (laughs) Grab your handy lawnmower 4.0, apply the crop exfoliator, apply the crop gel, and get to shaving. It's time to get up close and personal with the ultra-smooth package from Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code Prather at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code Prather. Manscaped.com. Smooth out your fellas with the ultra relaunched ultra smooth package uh, from the boys over at Manscaped. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's time for me to wax eloquent. You know how I do. Ah, folks, there is a time-honored saying that has been passed down lovingly from generation to generation, going all the way back, no doubt, to our European progenitor forebears, and it is this. Snitches get stitches. Well, apparently the good folks over at NPR disagree. It came out the other day that not only are their employees still under a very strict mask mandate within the company, but they're encouraged to rat on each other if they see a fellow coworker not towing the line. Now, this came out in an email to the employees. Uh, let me just read you what it says here. Uh, quote, if you notice someone has forgotten their mask, you might tell them, hey, you forgot your mask. It's actually helping the person to be reminded. Uh, Nobody is intentionally trying to evade the rules. Alternatively, let your supervisor or your HRBO know, and they can remind that person. You can also share an anonymous concern via the ethics point system via this number, and HR will address your concern promptly, but that's not the best option for an immediate fix, end quote. I'm guessing the best option for an immediate fix is to plug your co-worker with a shotgun out in the parking lot before he or she enters the building without a mask affixed to his or her face. Actually, it's NPR, so forget I said he or she and fill in the blank with however many genders are passing for real over there these days. Anyway, woo, that's a draconian workplace, folks. Let the email Later in the email's closing, it says that those who don't meet the mask guidelines will be subject to discipline up to and including termination. Now, I have a couple of theories on this. The first one is... Has anyone pulled the mask off any of the big bosses to see if they got a herpes outbreak or something like that? Maybe at night after all the boring people who talk on NPR go home, these muckety mucks get together and have a big old eyes wide shut party where they give each other everything from pink eye to the monkey pox. That would be grounds for, uh, you know, I think for wanting everyone around you to wear a mask so you don't look like the last asshole who's afraid of COVID. The second theory I have is that somebody upstairs is tired of walking down among the, you know, hoi polloi looking up at the uggos and that every, de- decided that everybody should just have to wear a bag on their face as a result. Look, I'm not condoning it. Don't shoot the messenger here. And finally, the least plausible in a real world, yet somehow the most likely in this one, these hand-wringing buffoons really do think that they're ahead of the next COVID curve. Mm-hmm. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, good. Let them go for it. Let them go for it. Have at it, NPR. Of course, 
we'll have to pull your public funding, uh, but you're a public and private company, so you can give it a go on just fundraisers and no more government subsidies, right? And no more subsidies. It's a pain in the ass to serve at the will of the taxpayer anyway. I know. I'm right. And I'm sure that most, if not all, of your employees are so brainwashed by leftist word salad at this point that they'll stay and put the mask on anyway. Hell, I don't think you're going far enough, NPR, because your email specifically states that masks don't have to be worn by people who are in the recording studio. So F that, brothers and sisters. Let, let's mask up those stuffy announcers and make them even harder to understand than they already were. It's a red-letter day for the nationalized media folks, and you are here for it oh my gosh i am amazed at the people in the world today who are still about all these masks i really am i was eating in uh an ihop chris that's how um cosmopolitan i am international house of pancakes there's literally nothing healthy on the menu nothing that's why we go chris is for the unhealthy food. I was having breakfast. We were down in San Antonio. In walks a couple. Um, this couple, they come across the parking lot. You can see it through the window. They're wearing a mask across the parking lot. This is San Antonio. It's 137 degrees in the parking lot. The wind, it is a-blowing. There is nothing alive in that parking lot except these two lone desert-wandering individuals walking into the International House of Pancakes. They get into the room, walk up to the lady who is the hostess, and immediately take their masks off in order to start talking to her. One guy, the guy, it was a man and a woman, the one guy, he keeps the, uh, he keeps the mask right there on his ear the entire time, comes over to their booth, sits down, starts to eat, never removes the mask. From his ear, just hanging there beside his face, like an, an accoutrement, like, like, uh, like he was, you know, a dangly earring or something. It was an accessory. They got up from their breakfast, went back outside, and as soon as they stepped into the blistering heat of, of the Bear County winds of Texas, they put the mask right back on. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't, like, at this point, I don't even know where the logic is. I don't know what's the point. Um, have you gotten so habitually inclined to doing what the puppet masters say that you just don't even know how to behave and function in civilized society anymore? You just got to mask up. Is fear really that strong in you that, that you think that, you know, you got to walk, you got to put your mask on to walk across the parking lot? Kind of reminds me of another guy that I know, Joe Biden, who got off the airplane the other day, walking down the stairs from Air Force One, completely masked up. And when he gets to the bottom there in South Korea and walks up to talk to someone who's ready to greet him. What does he do? What does he do? He takes the mask off in order to start talking to them. Now, I don't know what planet you're living in uh, or what reality you're a part of anymore, but I thought the whole thing was to stop the droplets and the effervescent presence of the, of the molecules in your mouth from actually getting into someone else's face and then breathing it in their air holes. You would think that they, they would keep the mask on when they're encountering other people, but no, apparently not, and not at NPR, certainly. If you're on the radio breathing on a microphone, breathing on the microphone, which later on in the day another human being will come into and they will also breathe on the microphone and also inhale the remnants of what you left behind during your show, you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? 
Well, apparently people are going to get sick, or at least that's in the logical world. But no, you don't have to wear a mask if you're actually in the studio at NPR, just if you're sitting in a cubicle surrounded by four walls typing out emails. Boy, howdy. It's a crazy world we're living in. We need more masks. <laughs> that's what's going to do it. I don't know. I haven't heard, Chris. Can you mask for monkeypox? We don't know that yet, do we? All right. They're going to put something on us. Condoms. Condoms will help you from, will stop you from getting monkeypox. And numerous other things in the gay community. <sighs> is it just a promiscuous lifestyle or is it just the gays? Just the gays. It's Always just the gays. <laughs> hey, if you own a home or property, here's two reasons you never want to become the victim of home title fraud. Reason number one, when a cyber criminal sneakily worms his way onto your home's title, he's going to take out loan after loan using your home's equity. Then uh, he'll just vanish and leave you to prove that you didn't commit fraud. Reason number two, you could be a victim of home title fraud, not even know it for months. No agency notifies you or asks if you've sold your home or added somebody to the title. You're going to find out when the collection calls start for loans you never took out. Nobody knows more about how to help you stop this crime than Home Title Lock, America's trusted leader. Here's what I urge you to do. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, read the testimonials that are there, then register your home address to see if you're already a victim. And uh, when you protect your home, I want you to tell them that I sent you. That's right. Tell them Chad sent you. They will give you 30 free days of protection. So go register for free and see if you are already a victim. They'll let you know. Then use promo code CHAD at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be right back. Now, back on Sunday, of course, President Joe Biden came out with a statement talking about monkeypox, saying that, quote, everybody needs to be concerned um, because it's confusing medical experts around the world. Seems like all these last two episodes, I've kind of solved it. What's what's causing it? Uh, now, if they want to weaponize it and put it out there kind of the way they did something else we recently experienced, uh, that's going to be another story. But, um Yeah. Joe Biden said, we're working on it. Hard to figure out what we do. <laughs> really, Joe? Um, but uh, there was a man from Massachusetts reported to have traveled. This feels like so 2019 to me. Right? Early 2020. There was a guy who came went from Massachusetts, went to Canada, came down uh, with the disease. There's been the United Kingdom, Spain, Portugal, Italy, Sweden, Canada, France, Germany, Belgium, Australia basically everywhere gay people are. Um, a virologist noted that the seemingly large presence of monkeypox in Western countries among people who have not traveled to Africa is perplexing. Uh, this is not the kind of spread we've seen in West Africa, so there may be something new happening in the West. Uh -huh. um, we'll see. Uh, never seen anything like this. What's happening in Europe is what another, another one said. Um, Although it's unlikely someone will die from the disease, World Health Organization data estimates that monkeypox could be fatal for up to one in 10 people. However, monkeypox similarity to smallpox may enable recipients of smallpox vaccines to receive some protection from the virus. So there you go. Um, 
So usually, usually about one to two weeks after the initial infection, you start to get the symptoms, flu-like symptoms, including fever, headaches, and shortness of breath. Uh, after about five days of infection, a skin eruption phase begins where a rash starts to appear. Freaky dicky stuff, man. Other freaky dicky stuff is an update on that Mavericks game. The girl that disappeared, they found her in Oklahoma. Uh, the 15-year-old girl, she went missing in the middle of a Dallas Mavericks game. She went to the bathroom, and then the surveillance camera shows her leaving with a man. Uh, they found her 11 days later, Oklahoma City, after nude photos of the girl were discovered online in advertisements for sex. That's how they found the people. That's how they located her and were able to actually arrest. There were eight people that have been arrested in connection with this disappearance. Um, there they are. You can see them. Um, yeah, that's that's a real uh, litany of who's who for futures. It is an interesting. It's quite eclectic. Quite eclectic. Um, but uh, obviously they were trying to sell her for sex. Watch your kids, folks. I don't care. They think they're teenagers now, and they think they can do all this kind of stuff on their own. Uh, don't. It's a different world we're living in. It's been different for a long time, but we're going to keep exposing things like this so you'll realize. Uh, speaking of Texas, I think it's time for a TikTok. Let's do it. Okay. Something that always bothers me, and this is this is maybe just a me problem, every summer, especially in Texas, is going from literally, like, the weather, there's, like, no basically in between, like, maybe one day of in between, but nothing to, like, lead up into the summer. And so going from, like, wearing winter clothing, like, jeans and sweaters, long sleeves, whatever, like, basically no crop tops, to having to come into, like, it's 100 degrees outside, and having to wear, like, your denim shorts again, and, like, crop tops... Every time I put these clothes on, I'm like, oh my god, I'm a hooker. Oh my god, I can't go out in public like this. They're too, they're too small. Oh no, no. No, they fit. Everything fits. It's just like going from being fully clothed to like not. And it's, it's not good. It's not good up here. Because then I just, I, I feel like people are staring. So. What? What? <laughs> Now, we went from that Dallas Mavericks story that the girl getting kidnapped to this chick who, you know, you do live at 31 degrees latitude. It's it's warm outside. There's no in-between seasons. Um, why are you on the bed explaining this when you talk about not wanting people to look at you and, and doing this whole thing? What the hell's going on, Chris? We, you know what we should have? We should almost need a helpline to report these people. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to be all Big Brother watching, but trust me when I tell you, Big Brother's watching. Oh, yeah, we'll call into NPR, see who's wearing a mask. We got to troll NPR. We got to call them up. We got we to gotta call NPR and do a mask check and record that thing. Oh, but anyway, hey, uh, speaking of pictures online, whoever's parents of that girl right there, y'all get your girl. Right there. Get her off of TikTok. She's she's doing nefarious things that are not going to lead to good end results. Oh, my gosh. Whew. Do not forget, folks, subscribe, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Get the overtime. We're going to get down with it. In fact, we got one more segment here, and then when we're done, I'm going to record that overtime, and I am, I am raring to go. Going to go to a break. Got more to tell you. Be right back.
Beat that horse to death and tell you, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad to sign up. Come on, folks. Get the overtime. And uh, don't forget, I'm going to be uh, crisscrossing the state for a little while. I'm going to be in Belton, Texas on June 3rd. On June 4th, we're going to be in Bernie, Texas. There at the Roundup. We're going to be in Fort Worth at Billy Bob's, Texas, on June 5th. And then Shawnee, Oklahoma. We're, we're leaving the state, going up to Oklahoma. Check you guys out for a minute on uh, June 17th. So go to watchchad.com. It's where all the fun stuff is. we got a lot of fun stuff going on on that website that I'm not allowed to talk about on this show. <laughs> so go check it out. It's where the fun stuff is. Don't forget to go to chadonblaze.com if you want to get some of your updated T-shirts like Ministry of Truth and Kamala Sucks and all the other good stuff. You can use promo code CHAD10 store-wide, site-wide, to get 10% off of anything you buy. Overtime, don't forget it. Stay tuned. We love you. God bless you. We will talk to you next time. Bye.